You're listening to Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don. T-Mad. Don is a pastor with 38 years experience. And Alex is just as curious as you. We look at the most important and interesting questions about the Bible and Christian faith. So let's talk about it. Pastor Don. Good morning, Alex. How you doing? I'm doing really good. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. How does your garden grow? Really good since we don't have one. Oh. <laughs> we gave up gardening a couple years ago. I made a flower, a uh, rose bed. Yeah. Out of what used to be our vegetable garden. Oh, I totally get that. You know, like you start planning for the garden, getting all the seeds. You're anxious as heck to get it, like to get in there and start doing everything you wanted. You know, Amen. right off the bat, you get your, I don't know if you're a BLT guy or not. Oh, yeah, we talked about that last time, right? We did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're weird about that. Um, Get that nice version of juicy BLT with your lettuce you pick from the garden and then everything after that, you know, it's going to be a ton of work. Mm hmm. And then just keep stuff keeps growing. And then I got a fridge full of tomatoes and I'm putting tomatoes on top of those tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're doing sweet corn today, though. So, OK, that, that's good. And, and it seems like it's great that first week. And then after that, it's sort of, oh, yeah, you're right. Work. Yeah, it's work. Uh, I enjoy the growing part of it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's fun. But uh, we got to the point where there were enough neighbors and friends that brought garden things. Oh, yeah. That, that uh, why should we go through the effort? Mm-hmm. And being a pastor full time at that time, it was work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. Whereas I was... roses, I can walk past in the evening and get yeah. the good and snap off the deadheads and we enjoy yeah. the beauty of the roses. And yeah. I, uh, I had a friend say once, or I maybe posted on Facebook or something, said some said like, if you don't have like a fridge full of zucchinis and squash or those kinds of vegetables yes. at this time of year, you need better friends because everyone's <laughs> got way too many. Yeah. I know sometimes my mom was like, hey, do you guys want some zucchinis? I guess yeah. so, sure. Yeah. So she brings these like, you know, three foot long. Mm-hmm. They're the, you know. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, yeah, well, we only wanted like half of one of those, half really. Of yeah. Of those what am I supposed to do with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty much a weapon at that point. At that point. Yeah. yeah. We sometimes we had a cannon we'd use. Cannon? Yeah. It oh, worked yeah. better on pumpkins, but, yeah. you know, it depends on the size of the zucchini. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One time I made a corn cannon. All right. So mm-hmm. we went to this like pumpkin patch once and they had these corn cannons. You know, the kids go and they pay. a a really dumb price like five bucks to shoot near a corn at a target out in the field i'm like oh that's pretty cool you know they got an air compressor i can do that i took one of those air pigs right yeah and then i made a pvc (laughs) you know kind of measured all the corn cobs out there to see you know which what's the right size for this and then i'm like god you know they don't really quite make the right pvc size for it so right ended up like taking a bigger one and then taking a that same size one and making it a rifled barrel in there Mm. then i put a little like electric valve on it, filled her up, 100 pounds, shot that thing out, and put a huge dent in one of our grain bins. Yes. That thing exploded. And I found that's probably dangerous. Probably not against the grain bin next time. Nope. We had a, a house, you know, we were in a pretty new subdivision at the time when the boys were young. And so we shot them out across the field. Oh, nice. And that was good. Yes. That was fun. We used uh, <clears throat> ether and a igniter oh, sure, you know, yeah. back in those days. Oh, um, yeah. Yep. A little one more of dangerous, my, but 
very first memories is of my dad having a potato gun and shooting it at the like wooden garage door at his house <laughs> and knocking that garage door all the way down on top of a car that was in there. <laughs> I, was, I was like, wow, that was a loud boom. And I kind of look around in the garage door, boom. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't care for Multiple that. Multiple booms. I don't yes. care for that. I must have been. Oh, you'd been three or four, I think, because that was a very core memory. That was very loud. Mm-hmm. Potato guns, yes. All right, let's get into the real content of today's show. Mm-hmm. We're talking about drugs. Oh, we are, are we? Yeah. Okay. We've kind of touched on it a little bit before in previous episodes about, you know, were people using drugs back then? We know we can see from verses in the Bible about what it is about, um, or what what the Bible says about, you know, general mm-hmm. drunkenness and stuff right. like that. Is that the same? I would put it in the same category. I mean, there's a lot of drugs that can do a lot of things to the mind. Mm-hmm. But the Lord would like a clear mind, at least when we're worshiping him. And that's uh, part of, you know, how how do we get basically with God? Tell him we, he, we trust him, we'll follow his ways, trust and obey, that kind yeah. of thing. From a foggy mind. Right. Okay. I mean, how can he take a commitment from a foggy mind? Or a mind that's influenced by anything other than our love and trust for him. Sure. So if we get everything in the way, then it it sort of makes things fuzzy as far as... So what are you really saying yeah. when you praise the Lord out of a foggy, drug-induced... Okay. So you, you, you do think that the, when they're saying, you know, like let's say in... Uh, First Peter five eight, I believe. You know, it's, it specifically says drunkenness, right? right? It does. Keep a clear mind, mm-hmm. for the devil is near, or something like that, right? Well, and think about how easy it is to get in temptation from those yeah. angles. So you you get a little high, and you know you don't have control of all your influences, and and then your responses to things. Mm-hmm. Well, from that state, you can get yourself in a lot of Dutch quick. Dutch. Well, that's my way of saying it. You can get yourself in trouble. Oh, I see. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Where did that come from? Yeah. I feel like you probably just made that up just right now. No, I, I talk about being in Dutch every once in a while, but I'm oh, trying okay. to figure out where did I get that from. Is it like one of those things Mom? where you insert Dad? instead of swearing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so we, the, I want to kind of push back a little bit because I, I know people and I've heard a lot of people talk about how there's different... Like being drunk off of alcohol compared to, let's say, marijuana and cocaine mm-hmm. and uh, hallucinogenics, you know, like mu- like mushrooms or honestly, I can't think of a lot of like hallucinogenics. LSD, I think the that's LSD, one of them too. Poppies, yes. Yeah, yeah. The whole opium, Those are all very opium. different things. And I always kind of thought, well, yeah, they're saying, you know, people say it's different because that they're trying to rationalize why it's not bad. Right. We need to remember that Paul also talks about our body being a temple of the Holy Spirit. So how we take care of the temple is a part of that. Mm-hmm. So in drunkenness, well, okay, you take a couple, three, four beers or whatever it takes to get you drunk. Uh, probably take me a quart, a pint, just about that much, probably get me <laughs> drunk. But uh, and the lasting value as far as my body is minimal okay whereas you get on opium or or some of these drugs that are uh, highly hallucinogenic even marijuana has a certain amount of brain activity that ceases that that affects over a long period of time 
uh, well, you take opium and LSD and some of those drugs where you can actually get into a state you'll never get back from. Okay. So uh, what do you, how far do you take the body that God has given you? I mean, actually, God has given us our bodies as, as uh, a gift. Yeah. How are we going to take care of that gift? And taking care of the gift sort of responds to how we think of the giver. I remember when uh, I, I think it was uh, my grandparents or somebody gave me a, a certain Tonka truck. And, and I, I prized that truck. It didn't go outside. In fact, I sort of waxed it. And it's still in mom and dad's house. Wow. And it's perfect condition because not only was it a special truck, but it was a special giver of the truck. You're a special kid. So I think that sometimes we need to remember God's given us our bodies, our health, and we take care of it because he gave it to us. Yeah. It's... It's God's given gift. And I know we tend to, as human beings, capitalize on the yeah. infirmities. You know, my back's a little crooked. My knee gives out too fast. Those kind of things. But do we capitalize on the other side that we've got so much energy and health that God has given us at our age that let's use it to the honor and glory of God, the giver, the giver of every good and perfect gift. Yeah. James chapter 1, verse 18, I think. All right, so I had a question like, what was actually in the wine? Was it always just wine? Well, there'd been alcohol for sure. Okay. That's what makes you drunk. Okay. And so we know, and the fermentation process, the, uh, the uh, keeping of the wine is in the alcohol. Okay. So that... We know that's part of it, but you know, you can make elderberry wine and you can make, uh, that, of course, I'm not really a connoisseur of wine, so sure. I don't know, but yeah. uh, at least I've heard yeah. of these kind of things. Um, fermenta fruit to make a... Fermenta yeah, fruit, yeah. Yeah, okay. We ought to have that as a jingle, fermenta fruit. Fermenta fruit? Yeah, that was very good. Sounds like a product name. Mm-hmm. It does. Mm-hmm. For a kit. Of some sort. Yeah, some yeah. sort of kit. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. We can make money off of that. No, we can't. No. All right. <laughs> so it was just for, you know, preserving a liquid? So were they using this like as Basically a water? Basically because substitute? you had grapes in one season. And okay. Then, how are you going to have that kind of thing over a period of time? And, of course, then the better it's done, the better it tastes, the longer mm. it cures. Not cures. Uh, ferments. Ferments. And, and uh, then they went to oak barrels and all sorts of different ways of making sure this happened. At the time that Jesus was living, the wine would have been uh, put into wineskins, uh, usually done of uh, uh, some leather or of that kind of thing. Okay. A skin specifically for that. It was uh, new. You couldn't put old wine into, or new wine into old wineskins because they'd burst oh. because the expansion of that wineskin was gone. Ah. after a fermentation process. So you take uh, a fresh wineskin, you put your fresh wine in it, allow the fermentation process to happen, and the wineskin would expand and, and, and be part of the fermentation. And then after the fermentation, it's ready. Okay. Do you think... I learned that from a seminary professor. Mm. Yeah. 
Okay, so I, I guess I was kind of curious, you know, do they think that it's the same same process, same stuff that they're talking about in the Bible, or are they saying it's, oh, it's all that stuff, you know? I think it would be all that stuff. Okay. Because we're, we're talking about a, the, the effect on the human body and mind and thinking, and uh, then, then that, we're talking about drugs. Right. How does that affect our thinking? Yeah. And our response. Sure. Yeah, but like we said before, you know, there's, there's many different drugs. You know, a lot of these have different properties. Some make you up, some make you down, some make you see stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think alcohol is one of those more like down. I think that's a depressant, I'm pretty sure. It is, yes. Yeah. So it would be interesting if they, you know, it, well, and the basically inter- they're saying just don't be And changing. the interaction of drugs is interesting because a lot of times it will take you to a great high and then after the great high, which you enjoy, you come to this down, which yeah. you don't enjoy. Right. And so when you become an addict, you stay high as long as you can so you don't have the downs. Right. The trouble is that at some point in time, when the drug is not available or one thing or another, you're going to have the down. Yeah. That's just all there is to it. And then in addition to the down, you have whatever it did to your body in the meantime. Right. Uh, some addicts don't eat. Yeah. And that has its own ramifications. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I pulled up, uh, I found some interesting, I was hearing someone talk about, you know, how back in the day they, you know, wine wasn't necessarily wine. Like I've seen these articles talking about like, cause I think they found like an old wine bottle or maybe a wine skin where they actually could test it. And they're like, Oh, there was some special stuff in here. I forget. It was well, maybe a, theirs had special stuff, but it doesn't mean all of them. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, um, but where it was, I think the, the place where it was, was an important context. So there's all these, you know, what I would call crappy news outlets that, you know, would, or at least it's a bad story, I would say, cause there's no real weight to it, but, oh yeah, maybe everyone who wrote these books, you know, all, all the Christians, the Bibles and stuff, maybe they thought they saw God, but they were actually so just tripping. Bible came out of a gut, uh, drug induced state. Huh? Yeah. It's just the well, mushroom. I, the problem is with that is, it brings up a consistent God. Mm-hmm. When you start in Genesis all the way to Revelation, and you look at the characteristics of God, they're consistent throughout all these writers. Yeah. So are they all equally high at the same time? I mean, all equally high when they write? Good point. Seeing and the I, same things. Uh, seeing the same things. I, I, the likelihood of that is pretty sparse. You know, mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Right. So, uh, yeah, I'd throw that concept right out the window. But the fact that the wine has a little extra, you know, a little more cinnamon, a little more spice, maybe. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely wouldn't say that I know for sure that none of them, that none of the, you know, disciples of Jesus or, you know, some of the key figures never had any of that special wine. Well, yeah, you that's know? true. Back then, they were always experimenting with something. Right. I think we even talked about, yeah, like Caesar had the, his, the, you know, that leafy crown he always used to wear was those things were probably a, I think I'm going to call it a narcotic properties with some uppers to it. and Probably too, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just thought it was interesting. All the different probably were some well drug use. Everybody maybe. in the Bible was just as human in you, as you and I. Yeah, good point. And I've had five cups of coffee this morning. 
Ooh, boy. Am I in a drug-induced state? Well, probably a little extra caffeine. Yeah. So if I talk funny, I'm sorry. Caffeine's a drug, too. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Use uh, it responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the first drug addict in the Bible? Uh, I would have said Cain because he went after his brother. Nope. Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. Because he was on grass for seven years. No. <laughs> Yeah, that's a bad joke. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, what, you at, had to look that one up. Uh, I found that one. I, <laughs> I laughed. I thought it was pretty funny. I knew that it would make you groan a little bit. All right, oh. so let's get out of the drug stuff. We'll talk about some listener questions, which we don't have any, but you did get some feedback. From I did get some feedback a couple episodes on the ago. episode on Pride. Yeah. And that, that was good. Uh, so this guy has this well. He's restored this tractor. It's a beautiful tractor. He did a great job on it, but he was concerned that maybe he had pride because of his restoration of that tractor. And he thought that was a bad thing because we talked about in Proverbs uh, 29, 23 or 23, 29, uh, pride cometh before the fall. Yeah. And that, uh, and then there's several in Proverbs that talk about the bad part of pride. The, the, The thing that I think we also need to remember is that when we become Christians, we lay aside our business for God's business. And so this man actually has an art to be able to restore, destroy the old to new. Yeah. And so the first thing I'd say is, you've got a gospel lesson in your barn. A gospel lesson of what God can do in our lives as human beings. Uh, you took that old tractor, which served on the farm for many years, and made it like brand new again. Well, Jesus does that to us. Where and worn as we are, God is willing to recreate into our lives. The second piece is, I go to Colossians and remind ourselves that uh, whatever we do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I mean, he gave you those gifts to do that. And then back in 23 of chapter 3 in Colossians, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as if working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you received an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Jesus Christ you're serving. So as long as you're using the gifts that God gave you to do that and he's nudged you in that direction, just point, every time you point at that tractor, just point to the things that God gave you to get there. Oh yeah. And the honor and glory. It's almost as if all the work of our hands, if done correctly, honors God. Yeah. Brings him the glory. So be proud of the tractor that he gave you because it's, it's God's track, God's tractor. Yeah, I and we kind of touched on that last time too. Was that you know, because I was talking about you know if I build something by my hands, you know, I should I be have pride in that? And you said the kind of same thing. It's like you should be prideful that God, you're proud of God that He gave you these things to do this stuff. I even talked to someone recently about that too, which is mm-hmm. interesting because I got feedback on that too. It's like I did. This person uh, had like like I you know did seven years of college and then graduate school and all this. And I don't understand how I, why I should give, you know, credit to God when I did all that. I feel like I should be able to be proud of that. 
you should but at the same time it's like well, shouldn't but shouldn't you also give credit to the people who wrote the books right the people that taught you you're like you're the capstone on that pyramid and you've got everything underneath it right i built a table well i got the wood from yeah. the tree the tools from somebody else made those tools the fasteners all that stuff but the ability to learn was yeah. even given by God. That's it right. Something God ordained. Yeah. And, and I don't know whether you folks are watching, but did you notice this studio thing that got Alex has going yeah. here? Yeah. Uh, this is all new, and, and this has all been in his head, mm -hmm. and God ordained that part too. Let's give God the glory. Let's not get trapped in, in what the downer side is. Yeah. Because the devil wants us to doubt, the devil wants to take our take the glory away from God no matter what. Yeah. And if we're focused on what God is doing in our life, what he's done through our Lord Jesus Christ, what he's willing to do, I mean those dreams, this is your dream. This, you, you talked about it and you brought it to pass. Those things that we give to the Lord are gifts. And let's give God the glory and praise. Uh, it's not about pride if we're doing it for him. That's right. All glory and honor to God. Awesome. Will you pray us out? You can do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the many ways that you're using the gifts that you've instilled into each of us. Heavenly Father, guide us this week to give honor and glory to you, Lord, for the, the gifts of our hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll uh, catch you next week. Have a great week. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.